yes. All right. Hey, it's been a minute, but we are live. We are back in action, ready to make it happen here on the 3rd and 3 podcast, Wednesday night NFL talk. So if you love football like we do, then you are in the right place. The 3rd and 3 podcast is proudly presented by Sports <laughs> Column. Big shout out to Frankie Fear for presenting this show weekly on their website at the thesportscol.com. And don't forget to get yourself over to the 3rd and 3 podcast.com for all the latest NFL, NBA, boxing articles, other sports stuff going on over there. Check it out. You can hear all our podcasts on there as well. Like tonight's show that you're going to hear live right now. Me and my partners are going to be telling me about the great deals that we got going on throughout the course of the show. And speaking of my partners, let's bring them in right now. Woo! Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Tricky Nikki gets from vacation. Yes. How you doing, Nikki? What's happening? We couldn't do the show without you last week, but we're glad you're back in the house, girl. Yeah, I'm good. Florida was good. Good. I don't like the way you guys drive down there. It's infuriating. Nope, <laughs> like, holy shit, it's infuriating. Um, I was fine until I got back. If I sound a little off, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID a few days ago. So, um, you know, everybody just don't let your guard down. I did. And here we are. So yeah, vacation was good. It was fun to see the family and go see mom and dad and you know, hang out for a little bit. That's good. I'm sorry that uh, Florida gave you crap on the way out. That sucks. But you really are an amazing trooper hanging in there and doing the show with us. She did not have to. She could have taken off the week, D, but she didn't. She hung in there and she's with us here and couldn't have knowledge with Nikki without her, obviously. So we got the real deal, Damian Adams, back in the house as well. What's good, my friend? Hey, I'm glad to be back. Nikki, thank you for staying there with us, you know, right. fighting through the injury. You know, that's yeah. why we're, we're a good team. You know, we got people that fight through their injuries, play with us. Right. We don't have anybody treating us like Ben Simmons and just <laughs> not playing. So <laughs> we appreciate that from you. And that's why this team's a championship team and not swap out the first round like the Nets. Ooh, yep. my Ooh. man coming out firing, baby. I love yeah. it. Love it. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk to the NBA section. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We haven't even got to get. We are talking NBA tonight on the 33 podcast. Yes, we are. It's playoff time. We got to do it. NFL offseason. We're going to get into that action. A lot of stuff happening. I introduced my partners over to here. I am Jason Fearman. I'm on Twitter at Sports Profit. (laughs) That's where you can find me. Third and three podcast. Also, make sure you follow that on Twitter as well and all them other stuff. Facebook, you know, wherever the hell we're at. I don't even know anymore. But, yo, guys, it's uh, Teacher Appreciation Week. And I appreciate teachers, obviously, as I have been one for several years. I'm not now. And I probably never will be again because it's such a tough job. You guys can totally understand that. Remember, we were kids, how annoying we were. And we just totally annoyed our teachers. (laughs) You You were probably annoying. I could see. You know what? I wasn't. I wasn't annoying. I I chilled. (laughs) Earlier on, maybe like in junior high, I kind of like riled up. But once high school came around, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, you know, just got to get stuff done. So anyway, um, Teacher Appreciation Week, it's a big thing. They don't make a lot of money. And I just wanted to give them a shout out, guys, because you all know how hard they work. Right, Nikki? I mean, they do so much and they make nothing. It's a pity. My mom is a teacher, and it's just funny. So we were in the car. I forget where we were going. Maybe they were dropping me off at the airport. And my mom pulls up this email, and 
it's teacher appreciation week in her district mom i hope you don't get in trouble for this i'm not i'm not gonna put it out on blast but uh what school it is but anyway i feel like they guess they're doing the right thing by showing appreciation and it is literally like there will be coffee for you on tuesday and oh. chick-fil-a on wednesday and wow. donut like really that's it you get right, chicken right. sandwiches and and coffee like how how about a bonus or something i mean that's crazy mm -hmm. Yeah, money would be nice because, again, like I said, we didn't make that much money, D. We don't make money. That's, I mean, damn. I mean, you have to, look, you're a teacher. You have to love what you do. You have to love kids. You have to just have a big heart. You do because you're basically like a part-time, a full-time babysitter. I mean, yeah. for like three hours a day. It's really insane. It's <laughs> unbelievable. And your mom definitely knows what I'm talking about, D. It's, it's a tough job, so got to give him a shout-out, man. Yeah, for sure. I was a substitute teacher for maybe eight, nine months. And I definitely learned how hard it is to be a teacher. And for the last three months of me being a substitute, I actually got this class full time. So I had to come up with lessons plans and uh -huh. like I really had to like do like parent teacher conferences, all this stuff. Oh, the right. last three months, it was before I, I went to boot camp. So like I joined the Navy, I like signed the paperwork, but there was a waiting period to get into boot camp. I was like, well, I need to make some money. And my recruiter was like, well, you could be a substitute or you need a high school diploma, which I had just got. <laughs> like, you, could, you, could be, you could be a substitute. I was like, all right, I, I thought about teaching. I've always worked well with kids. I'm like, all right, this is a good trial period to try this out. Mm -hmm. And you see, now I'm not a teacher. <laughs> it is a very, very tough job. They deserve all the appreciation. And to your point, Nikki, that's a problem like universally with the workforce where people don't get appreciated enough and it comes time for them to get their appreciation. It gets stuff like free coffee when coffee is supposed to be free anyway. Like you <laughs> get, yeah. you know, yeah. you get Chick-fil-A for the day instead of true appreciation. So when it comes to those jobs where people are constantly serving others, like teachers, like nurses, like policemen, firemen, we need to do more for those people instead of free coffee, some donuts, Chick-fil-A for that day, like real bonuses, real appreciation. You know what? And I really hope that the parents appreciate these teachers because they are taking care of your kids. They're teaching them. They're dealing with them. And you know how tough your kids are. I know every parent's kid in the world is the best and that they can't do any wrong. But let's be real. All right. Kids They're are tough. Ratty ass kids. Yeah. Kids. Are <laughs> no. Shout out to all the teachers out there. No doubt. All right. So the draft is last week and we had our crazy point system. Right. So who the hell was able to figure this point out? I think I did. Oh, not me. It took, a long time. it took a long time to figure it out, but I oh, went to the man. point system, and here's what I came up with. And I think I came up with a winner. And I'm the yeah. loser. I got the least amount of points. All right? I got oh, wow. 74. The only pick that I got correct, like, on the dot was Sauce Gardner at number four for the Jets. Okay. You, uh, Damien, second place at oh. 76. Wow. So you by two. All right, you nailed the Kenny Pickett pick. So did Nikki, and Nikki, you got eighty-two points. Oh, <laughs> did I win? You well, eighty-two oh. is higher than seventy-six and seventy-four. <laughs> I think your mom's gonna have to teach you a little, a little bit about the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you won. Congratulations! Yes. Oh my god! It, it, it worked out I that way. It. I, rock and roll. You did it. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go. I don't have a prize for you right now. Yeah, no, next week I have uh, a crown from my Halloween costume. <laughs> ah, and I will wear it. Perfect. Tip yes. of the cap to you, my lady. I'm, 
I'm so surprised that I got any points. Like we were, <laughs> we, we were texting like at the beginning of the first round. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, it was just so bad. Like I was <laughs> by far my worst mock draft I've ever done. Like but I was you know, <laughs> that's how it goes, man. If the first pick goes wrong, it's like that's yeah. it. You're over. It's all over. I mean, we immediately you, text each other like, yeah. uh, yeah. wow. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Like, did a whole show on this, and okay. We all had defensive yeah. players like top three, but Nikki, you had uh, the Texans taking a defensive back, so you got points out of that. Whereas Damian and I didn't, and you know that just kind of steamrolled thing dominant. But all the trades, man! Wow, we got you are the champ. You are the champ. You are real knowledge with Nikki. That knowledge is all the way in there. All the way in. There. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait to brag to everybody. <laughs> you deserve it. You got the rights. You got, you, got, you got the bragging rights for sure. You got the bragging rights. You know what? Maybe Meatworks should sent you something, all right? Because that's what neighborhood news is presented by Meatworks, the real deal. Maybe if you're a meat lover and love that custom butcher style steak, ribs, burgers, and all that good stuff. And I got good news for you. All you have to do is go over to thirdandthreepodcast.com and click on the Meatworks link to choose from one of their curated boxes or create your own. Whatever the hell you want. It's awesome. Shipping is free. So save yourself time, effort, money, and you can save all that on the sweet beef you love simply by going to Third and Three website, clicking on the Meatworks, and getting that food, baby. Meatworks is awesome. Rock and roll. Let's hit it up. Here we go. Neighborhood news. Starting out with some crappy news if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan. D-Hop. PEDs have no idea what the hell it is. They usually don't disclose this information. I don't know if you guys have any info on that, but if Kyler Murray was pissed off to begin with now, Damien, he's really pissed off. <laughs> he's missing his big weapon. And we saw what happened when D-Hop went out last year. They were not the same. So, ah. yeah. Now, this is huge. Uh, here in Arizona, it's all a talk. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. like you can't go anywhere. And it, like the grocery store has the local sports station on. Usually they're playing music. <laughs> I go in a grocery store and, uh, you know, the, the person, you know, the cashier is talking about DeAndre Hopkins and, oh, my God, what's going to happen to the team now? Like, it's a it's a huge story. Normally, you know, it's not like that out here. Normally, that's an East Coast thing where everywhere mm-hmm. you're just surrounded by the news. It's but it's, it's been a big thing out here in Arizona. And like you said, when he went out last year, you saw how much of a difference he made with the team. And he's such a steady force in the offense. I heard a stat that was – kind of staggering to me he played on the left side wide on the left wide receiver side uh-huh. 92 percent of the time in their offense wow. so they always knew they were going to have him right there uh-huh. and he was going to be the one open on that side most you know most teams move their best receiver around a lot you might see him in a slot you might see him on the right side but they always had him on the left side i noticed I that yeah they always wanted him to be there and be that number one option for Kyler look on that side. So mm. once he's gone, it switches up everything on the offense, and you saw that have an effect. So now the question is: Does Cliff Kingsbury does he get that good start that he's you know normally known for without mm. DeAndre, or mm. did he start off bad and then it leads to the bad ending that he's known for? Uh, so if that happens, you're looking at like a you know a three and fourteen type season. So hopefully that's not the case for the Cardinals fans, but. Uh, this is huge. Uh, people are going at him too. Like I, I heard one guy on the radio call him a jackass. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I DeAndre Hopkins. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I mean, look, it could have been something, Nikki, honestly. I, I mean, look, th- that dude's skinnier than I am. I mean, it, it could have been something just a, a supplement. Honestly, we have no idea. So I'm not even getting on him for it because I don't know what the hell it is. But, yeah, it affects the team tremendously. I don't know if there can be an appeal process made or whatever, but I don't know what he's on. But that sucks for them. Arizona, I think, is in big trouble right now. Like D said, they used to go get me on What's that, thing? And right before Nikki goes. Right before Nikki goes, uh, they did say that he said he's not appealing. They said that he's so whatever it yeah. is, they must have him, you know, just dead to rights on it. Uh, so he's, he's not appealing. It's going to be a six game suspension. Uh, so maybe that's why the guy I heard on the radio was so strong about it, because it's one of those cases where they're, he's not really denying it. Uh, or he's not uh, yeah. coming out and saying like, oh, I, you know, I had something that I didn't know this was in it. It hasn't been one of those cases. So maybe that's why the local guy I heard. I forgot his name. I was just happened to get in the car. And right as I get in the car, the guy's like, the news had just broken my phone. So as soon as I get in the car, the guy, he's just going off about it. And he's like, yeah, this jackass yes. is going to cost us a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, he's just going All in. right, relax over there, Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, relax. Right. And you ain't getting the Super Bowl this year anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's not the case. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Because remember, they extended the coach and the GM, which we all three of us were critical of. Yeah. Like, yep. really, what did they do to, you know, earn this spot as far as getting an extension on their contracts? And now without Hopkins, usually in football, if it's not the quarterback, one player doesn't make this huge of a difference. But with Hopkins, I think he does make that big of a difference. Yes, he does, because he's top three in the NFL wide receiver, no matter how you want to slice it. So it makes a tremendous difference. And if they get off to a bad start, Kyle Murray, may, he gets pissed off in the team, not good camaraderie in the locker room. But again, we're not hearing – all this rah-rah stuff about Kyler Murray and everything, but that's a whole nother separate entity. You know, we're not going to spend already a whole bunch of time on DeAndre Hopkins, but worth it because he is that great of a player, as we know. So without him, six games, yeah, really big deal. NFL draft winners and losers, guys, we can go up and down the list over here all day long, but I want to get into a few things that had really come out. The Ryan Tannehill thing, I want to get your guys' opinion about. Now, I found it really interesting that he said it aloud. It's what most quarterbacks think to themselves. Like, I'm not going to help the rookie out. You know, I want to keep my job. And he didn't say those words, but he basically said, mm, it's not my job to go ahead and mentor him or tutor him. You know, he wants to go out there and be the starter, be the number one guy. And I totally get it. Um, I'm kind of torn. I mean, look, if it, me personally, yes, I would do anything to help any player on my team. But I get the other mentality on the other side saying, look, I'm not going to help this guy. You know, I want to be the number one guy, but that's not being a team guy. So it's hard to look at it one way or the other and be like, okay, weigh out the balance, which one is right, which one is wrong. Or if there is a right or wrong, Nikki, I'm not really sure, but I don't like the way that Tannehill went about it. It's definitely like sour grapes, especially what happened at the end of the playoffs last year with you know, throwing three interceptions against the Bengals in overtime. So he may just be like all pissed off right now and really be worrying about his job. Yeah, probably. I mean, like you said, I mean, I really don't know if there is a right way or wrong way to go about it. You guys remember Eli Manning did say the same thing about Daniel Jones, that his job was really not to mentor him, but he ended up doing it in his own way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how I would react. I probably would see the writing on the wall and try to help my team and try to mentor somebody. But I get it, especially since I just started watching Man in the Arena and I just got to episode two. Right. So we just went through like Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe. So I listen, I I understand how an athlete can feel, but um, yeah, it probably wasn't the best thing to say. 
No, and it's especially because he's not like, you know, a top five, top seven quarterback in the league. You know, he's like middle of the road. So for him to say that, it, it's again, I'm looking at the NFL Network right now. I don't think it's my job to mentor Malik, but if he learns from me, that'll be a good thing. So that's his exact quote. What do you make of it? Yeah, for me, it shows fear, right? He's been the starter there for years. He's a veteran in this league. The Titans weren't even planning on getting Malik Willis. He dropped to the third round. Right. Like, okay, he's there. We can get him. So it's not like a guy they brought in to be the starter right away. So for me, it shows a sign of Tannehill being scared for his job. If he asked that, if he answered that question, he's like, "Yeah, I'm sure, of course." If he asks for help, I'll give it to him. He didn't have to say, "I won't be his mentor." He could have said it in a different way, which people would have took a totally different way. If he just said, "Yeah," if he comes to me and asks for help, I'll be more than glad to help. Mm-hmm. That would be fine. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't have to say, "I'm not going to be his mentor." He could have just said, "If he comes to me, I'll help him out, and I'll be fine." But right. him going out of his way to say, "I'm not going to be his mentor. It's not my job." It tends to show fear, like, okay, I know this guy has talent. I haven't been living up to expectations as my job as a starting quarterback. Now I'm scared for my job because this young guy is coming in. You, If you show that confidence right away, like, yeah, I got him. I'll help him out. That means that you're confident and you're showing your yep. position. Yep. Yep. No doubt. And it's not like an Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. You know, Brett Favre, was, you know, he was just one of those guys like, I don't give a shit. I'm not helping out Aaron Rodgers, you know, let him figure it out himself kind of thing. But, you know, those are few, far and in between. And again, Tannehill is not the guy that belongs to him. And again, I agree with you. Yeah, he fears for his job that if they're not doing well midway through the season, the crowd's going to be chanting Malik Willis's name like crazy. Oh, There's right. no doubt, right? No right. question about it. And by the way, Brian, uh, we totally agree with you. Cardinals are in a hell of a lot of trouble, <laughs> as we were talking about earlier. They're in a lot of trouble, man. So, yeah, keep uh, keep them comments coming if you want. But as far as Tennessee goes, man, you know, like we always talk about like a team going from first to worst to worst to first. They could be. The Texans improved. The Jacks, Jacksonville improved. Indy probably improved, you know, a little bit, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. The Titans could have problems in the locker room this year, guys. It really could be very divided. Very, very interesting. So, unless Derrick Henry just yeah, rises. I said it a few weeks ago. I said this could be the team. Yeah. There's always a couple of things that missed the playoffs. I said the Titans yeah. could be that squad. Everything's pointing in that direction now. Yeah. It sure is, man. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. It's it's just not a good look. You know, other teammates don't want to hear that kind of thing also. I mean, like, well, yeah. you're not going to look out for me, you know, for whatever reason. So, I'm with you, man. All right, y'all. You both picked Steelers uh, to take uh, Kenny Pickett. I didn't, you know, I was like, ah, I think that they'll wait. I'm not sure if they exactly want him. Trubisky, again, not that I sort, we all seem as a bridge guy. We understand that. But yeah. a two-year contract, I'm like, okay, maybe they don't jump for him this year. But Nikki, I don't think they jumped. They like this guy. Mike Tomlin, I heard they had a, they had, um, had a recording. I forgot what radio station I listened to. So um, I apologize. I can't give him a shout out. But they had a recording of Tomlin calling Pickett. And Tomlin was giddy, like happy as hell, man, like, laughing it up like yeah we got you man like like they're excited to have this guy so they see something in him and there might be a quarterback battle <laughs> and Trubisky's like shit I thought I had a starting job <laughs> well he better get his ass to the bench now um <laughs> I mean you know we said that and that was part of my prediction too was that if any team is going to know this kid I think it's going to be the Steelers I don't think they reach for him at all and like I always say if that's your guy then it's not a reach to me even right. though I don't think it was but if it, that's this is my guy this is my franchise quarterback go ahead and get him so I think hey I like the pick we got that right mm-hmm. things yeah D I know you like the pick you got it right also you know that's where you saw it happening and 
Look, I mean, they say that he's got the most, he's the most NFL ready, not the highest ceiling, but let's see what he can be. So I guess the Steelers hope they have their guy for the future. They're, they're a team that does not go through quarterbacks a lot. You know, Ben Roethlisberger been around, Terry Bradshaw, if you want to go back like that. So they're looking for that next one. I don't know if he's going to be it, but we'll see. Yeah. And plus, this is a guy that they saw all the time, right? He was in their backyard. They got to see him at practice. Right. So if, they, if he wasn't the guy, they would know that he's not the guy, mm-hmm. right? So they definitely made a decision based off of all they got to see. They're excited about that decision. And I think the people that are saying that was a reach are reacting to the rest of the quarterbacks falling in the draft. If yeah, Malik was, was picked at nine, where I thought he would be instead of the third round, I don't think people <laughs> are reacting to <laughs> are reacting to yeah, I got that one pretty long, too. Jeez, I had, yeah. I had Seattle trading up to get him for God's sake to take an offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> so if Malik Willis and the other QBs are picked in the first round or even the second round instead of dropping to the third, fourth round, I think people are not reacting to the Kenny Pickett with, pick in this way. Mm. Yeah, that was kind of hard to say. It's a little tongue twister right there. You got yeah. through it. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Um, and another quarterback that I think – will challenge another quarterback that went to a different team, the Atlanta Falcons. They take Desmond Ritter in the third round, right? I think it was the third round they took him. Yeah. So he was actually the second quarterback off the board, Nikki. Mariota's not like, again, we're talking about a bridge quarterback, so there could be another battle there too. Good. I hope so. Bring right? on yes, the, bring on the um, chaos. No, but I think like good hard if, you were, if you were Trubisky, if you're Mariota, don't you kind of know in the back of your mind, I probably am the bridge quarterback. Like – yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I understand to be an athlete, you got to be like, you know, confident and full of yourself. But at some point, like, I mean, be a little realistic too. Yeah. But I guess, you know, grasping onto that last hope, like Trubisky, again, not an old guy or anything like that. So he's like, oh, maybe I can show out with this great steel, this great organization. But right. What's he done for himself to think that? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> like, uh, you know I what he's know. done? Like, like, you know what he's done, honestly? Like, he's, Gone to the playoffs, and a lot of people in the world haven't. Like ninety nine point nine percent of them, you know. So he's he's done stuff, you know. Again, he's not a great quarterback. I'm not saying that, man. But I don't know. I don't know. But it's a young quarterback's league. We know that, and that's why I think Ritter is going to get a shot over Mariota. Dean, I don't know. Do you think he's going to have a chance? Yeah, you guys know I've never been a big Marcus Mariota guy. That's true. Uh, he's, some, he's someone who has just always seemed to just be in the middle, just mm-hmm. if not, if even that, like below the middle. Uh, if you know, We're going to get to that later. Point. So with him, you're like, like Nikki said, you have to be self-aware and know like I have to win this job out. So if he does beat out, you know, the rookie and he has a good year, there's other teams watching the tape. So maybe another team sees that as like, okay, maybe we can have this guy. Same thing with Trubisky. If Trubisky balls out, they know Kenny Pickett's the guy of the future, but Trubisky goes out there and balls out this year. Another team's going to pick him up. Like you said, he's a young guy. I believe Trubisky, because he came right. in the league young. So he's yeah. probably was still like 25. So when you look at a player like that who's that young and can still be the guy if he shows that ability for the next 10, 12 years, he's going to have a chance. So you. if in their mind they have to think, this is my last shot to prove myself, yeah. I got to come to training camp ready to go, and I have to not be scared. I can't be like Tannehill and already show fear before mm. the guy even signs his contract. I have to, have to come in and know that I have this job. I have to show confidence but also be self-aware. I like it. I like it. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, I wonder if Carson Wentz is fearing his job already. I mean, Washington, they take Sam Howell. I bet you he gets a shot, Nikki. I know that you, they're going to give yeah. him a shot. This, He's going to get a shot. Carson yeah, Wentz but, won't stay healthy. That's you can't stay healthy. And the other thing is, is I've already heard, I mean, not that I'm some sort of NFL insider, guys, but I've heard, D, that Washington doesn't love him at all. They grabbed him because they were desperate, right, Nick? Either one of you, go ahead. <laughs> for, like, for me, I think a lot of quarterbacks got grabbed because it was like, oh, okay, we have a chance to grab this guy and we could just take a flyer on him, right? I feel like for Washington, it's both that way with Wentz and with the rookie they got. Like, it's both guys that are like, okay, let's see if one of these guys works. Let's throw them both at the wall and see who sticks. Mm-hmm. And if Ritter you know, tends to you know, stick to the wall, then he'll work out. And he'll have more of a leeway to make mistakes, of course, than Wentz because Wentz is the veteran now. So yeah. he's supposed to come in and not make mistakes and know from you know his past mistakes what he can do now. He's so Washington, commander. <laughs> so <laughs> commanders fans – uh, they should be happy about this, knowing that they have a second option if Wentz goes out there and has those moments that we talked about in the past where the battery comes out of the back and he just malfunctions <laughs> and, and throws these yeah. crazy interceptions. If he does that you know, too often, then you have a rookie there who could be ready to be that next guy. You never know which rookie out of each class is going to be that guy. That's right. That's right. That, that's what I'm saying, man. They're possible. Just because they were drafted third, fifth round, it, it doesn't matter. Matt Corral, he could be the star of the Panthers this year. Sam Darnold, you know, what the hell is going on over there? So I think that he'll get a fair shot also. We'll see a lot of good things, man. D, you've seen a good thing. Tyron Matthew coming home to play for your Saints, man. That's nice. There he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, like, who that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. We got to come up with a fancy name for the secondary. Like, ever you know how the legendary secondaries have? Oh, let's see. Yeah, let me, let me, hold on. Let, take it easy. Take it easy. Let them play. Well, take it easy. <laughs> no need to take it easy. We were, we were a good secondary last year, very good secondary last year. Yes, and we add Tyron Matthew to that, along with Marcus May. And, you know, you already have Lattimore, C.J. Gardner-Johnson there. Like, it's a very, very good secondary that is – it definitely projects to go well. Like you say, we have to see what happens, but it projects to be a very good secondary. You go along with that defense. So don't patrol. Okay. That's you know, old school. Oh, take it back to old school. I like the way it sounds. Oh, like it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. So, yeah, I love it. We got to with a name for the secondary, man. I, I love, you know, us getting Tyron Matthew. I love how aggressive we've been. A lot of people have been critical of how aggressive the Saints were in the draft, but I love us being aggressive and doing what we're doing to continue being in contention. Mm, all right. Well, hey, it's a big move. But look, the man can still freaking play football. There's no doubt about it. So I think that is a great move for a defense who's already excellent. And now it's Winston. Don't throw interceptions. Let's make some plays over here. They got Olave now, which I know that you're happy about. I want to talk about this draft stuff with you, man. So you got Olave, you got Mike Thomas on the other side. You still got Alvin Kamara. If Jameis Winston can play ball, Saints, again, let's not kid ourselves. They'll be a team that you got to contend with this year. They're not, they're not playing around. They ain't playing around. Well, man. One thing that people are forgetting, I've seen some people be critical of the moves that the Saints have made. They'll say things like, oh, the Saints are they are working as if they're a team that's in contention. We were a Rams collapse away from being in the playoffs. That's one thing people forget. Mm-hmm. Like the Rams hold on to that lead against you guys in those last game of the regular season. You guys, they were down 17 points and just collapsed yeah. in the second half in overtime. If they hold on to that lead, the Saints make the playoffs. And then you're looking at a team who made the playoffs that's now making these moves. You should mm-hmm. be that same way. This team was literally, like I said, just one quarter away. If 
the Rams make one good decision in the second half, <laughs> they win that game, and the Saints are in the playoffs, and now you're looking at a team that made the playoffs that's improving. So this team is a playoff-quality team that yes. added all these pieces. Like You have to love what you're seeing as a Saints fan. Uh, yeah, if you're a Saints fan, you got to be pretty happy right now. They did – look, Alave is, is an excellent pick. I think he could be the best wide receiver out of this draft. I don't know yet. You know, we'll wait and see what they do. But, no, the Saints did a hell of a job. And they also picked up, uh, you know, an offensive tackle, Trevor Penning, um, that we were talking about. Like, they definitely need an offensive lineman. So, to replace uh, Teron Armstead if they possibly can. So, yeah, man, definitely. I'm, I'm digging what they're doing. I'm digging it. He's the, um, he's in that same mold of Armstead, those athletic tackles. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like, yep. he's those athletic big guys. Armstead was the same way when he came out, super athletic guy. So, I think those are the guys <laughs> that we love to see having this type of just athletic prowess on the offensive line to go along with what we do on offense. Oh, I'm super excited about the same season, man. Yeah, you should be, man. You should be. And, yep, you're right. Jameis Winston, they did start 5-2 and two before he went down. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll, I'm going to make this – last night um, I did a, I did a quick a Power 32 podcast on uh, – based on Baker Mayfield, really. He was like the top quarterbacks, and I wanted to see where he landed. So we're not going to go through an entire list, but I want to do a little uh, this or that with you guys real quick because I did get on Keisha, uh, Keyshawn J. Will and, um, and Max again, and they were asking what the word is for Baker Mayfield. And – um, Max called him a bust and Keyshawn and Jay were like, no, it's not the right word. And I agree. Bust is a bad word for a guy who was the number one overall pick who can really play football. Let's not kid ourselves. He's just a disappointment. So I called him a disappointment. So anyway, leading into that, I decided I'm like, let me see where he really falls at. All right. So I went through my list and I just want to ask you guys a few quarterbacks and you let me know who you think is better or not with a little bit of this or that. Here they come. Here they come, yo. Here they come. This or that. This or that. This or that. All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through a couple of quarterbacks over here, and I want to see where you guys think that he actually ranks. Tell me who's better right now. Nikki, you first. All right? Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield? Man, I don't like either of them. Pass. (laughs) I like either of them. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I would uh, edge to Baker Mayfield on that one. Okay, now that's interesting. What about you, Dean? Uh, I got to go Kirk Cousins on that one. All right. Just more consistent out of those two. Not saying much, <laughs> but he's more yeah, consistent that's... of those two guys. Okay. I went Kirk Cousins ahead of him as well. There's another quarterback that we just spoke about, and his name is Ryan Tannehill. Is Ryan Tannehill better than Baker Mayfield, Nikki? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was. It took you a minute to get there. So, all right. I don't right. think there's a ton of separation so far between all these guys, but okay. you know, I, I think yeah. it's minimal. Okay. So right, we're getting to where I'm going over here, D. What do you think about the two of them? Your comparison. I'm gonna go Ryan Tannehill. I'm gonna go Ryan Tannehill as well. I feel like they're both kind of were in the same situation. Great running games. Pretty yeah. good defenses. Not yeah. act to do too much. And Ryan Tannehill was better at making those plays when needed than Baker Mayfield was. You see, now that was my argument when I was talking about Baker Mayfield saying like, you know, he rode the Nick Chubb offensive line, you know, Kevin Stefanski type of offense, and he benefited from it greatly. Yes, uh, the year before last, they were in the playoffs. They beat the Steelers. They played the Chiefs tough. But it wasn't about Baker Mayfield. It was about, again, their run game and their defense. So when I was on um, – when I called in with uh, on the show in the morning, I said he's probably somewhere between 16 and 20. And then I thought back. I'm like, 
is Baker 16 through 20, or is he more like the 25th best quarterback? When I did my list, I came to Ryan Tannehill. The next quarterback for me was Baker Mayfield at 17. So let me ask you, is Baker Mayfield, Nikki, better than Jalen Hurts? So, no, I don't feel like I've seen enough of Jalen Hurts to okay. – Let's All get right. him a full yeah. year. Yeah, and with actual wide receivers now. and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He's got good weapons now, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. D, what do you think thus far? Uh, thus that far. was the same thought I had as Nikki. I was like, it seems like an incomplete grade right now yeah. on Jalen Hurts. Right. Like, we have to see more on him. And it depends on how you're using them. Like we saw at the beginning of the year when they weren't running the ball, how Philadelphia was struggling. Then they started running the yes. ball and using him as a runner as well. And we saw mm-hmm. how that offense took off with Jalen Hurts in that running game being the forefront of the offense. Right, right. Okay, okay. Let me ask you another one. Nikki, Marcus Mariota. Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's, like, mediocre all the way. I understand what you're saying. And this is what I'm getting at, D. Uh, what do you think? I would take Baker over Marcus Mariota. I do feel like Baker has a, a different – uh, he can get to a different stage than Mariota can. Mariota, I didn't yeah. see any flashes of that special need that you have for your QB. I didn't see any of that from Mariota. I did see it at times from Baker Mayfield. Okay, so I- I'm with you guys so far. So again, I have Baker 17. We, I think we all agree that you know Baker right now is above Jalen Hurts. He's above Winston. Um, uh, Winston Mariota. I'm sorry, Jameis Winston. D. I don't even have to ask you. I know the answer, so I'm not even going to go there. But <laughs> what about Jared Goff, Nikki? Who would you rather have? Oh, 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 why would you do this to me? Because I'm trying to make a point that Baker Mayfield is actually a top 20 quarterback. He um, is. Yeah, well, yeah. That's if, what I'm getting I would at. take I would take Baker Mayfield over Jared Goff, yes, because yeah. I am so not a Jared Goff fan. I am really not. Yeah. Not many people are. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think Baker Mayfield is as horrible as people say he is. No, I think his attitude is what makes things, you know, worse for him. And the fact that none of his teammates are sticking up for him at right. all. And, you know, he does this, these progressive commercials, which I was corrected. I, I said State Farm for whatever reason. I don't I get mixed up with all that Ooh, stuff. But, that's Aaron yeah, Rodgers. I know. I know. Watch it's out. It's a good thing. football at you. Yep, I know. <laughs> Max corrected me, so I guess they wouldn't get fined over there on my behalf. Yeah, right. Nonsense. But, um. I, that's that's kind of where I'm at uh, with this whole thing. So I was like, he's 16 through 20, like off the top of my head, Dean. I'm like, you know what? He really does fall in there. But here's the thing. We have a lot of young quarterbacks that are being developed right now, like Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. We're going to see what Trey Lance has got, um, so on and so forth. So you got those guys, and you can't necessarily make the comparison so much because these are the quarterbacks that are being bred to become the next quarterback of their organization. But the point is, is that Baker does belong physically, athletically, quarterback-wise on the field somewhere, and he's not. And he's got a big ego, D, so I don't know if he's going to be able to even handle being a backup quarterback. This is going to be really interesting. I am very interested to see where his career goes right now because I think a lot of it is going to be based on his ego and whether or not he's matured. For sure. Like you said, he definitely is talented enough to be a starting quarterback. Top 20, I could definitely agree with that, especially when you look at it. But like you said, some of those quarterbacks that we would put below him are in that development stage where you can't right. really grade them yet. Right. So when you take them out of it and you put the other quarterbacks there who he can replace, 
it becomes a very small list, right? And everybody's looking at Seattle like, Seattle, you really gonna go forward with Drew Locke? I'm you saying, this is, yeah. Like this is because that's I definitely would take Mayfield over Locke. So yeah. like, you're really, you're really gonna go forward with Baker or uh, Drew Locke over uh, Baker Mayfield and just not touch him? Ian Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback is a cheap starting quarterback right now at 18. That's million. right. Yes. So, <laughs> that's what so I'm saying. Like, I get the, that's yeah. a great point because I keep hearing that Cleveland wants to get rid of that whole salary or whatever. And so I can understand it from their point guys. Right. And, but another team, if it was Seattle, be like, damn, I'm getting a quarterback for 18, $19 million. That's pretty freaking cheap right now. And I guess mm-hmm. he'd be worth the bargain, but I'm surprised that Cleveland is trying to dish out the whole salary. Nikki. I figured they were trying to eat some of it, you know, if they're going to deal Baker Mayfield, but from what I hear, they're trying to get rid of the whole thing. That's delusional. It's delusional. <laughs> <laughs> For them, we know you have your quarterback. You have Deshaun Watson. You can't bring Baker, Baker Mayfield back. Like, he's no longer a part of your team as far as actually being there. He's just I on agree. the roster. He's I just agree. part of your salary cap at this point. Yeah. We, everybody knows you have to get rid of him. So why would we take on the full $18 million? Mm-hmm. anybody like any mm-hmm. team that is even thinking about it like first of all we're going to give you like even though this is before the draft say we gave you a fourth round pick and we take on 11 or 12 of the 18 million they should have jumped at that they should have jumped at that the fact that mm-hmm. you're getting anything back for Rick yeah. and Mayfield at this point because yeah. like I said it's not like you're trading a guy and we know that he's your starting quarterback so it's like okay is some leverage there where you're trading a guy who could be your starter. There's no chance of Baker Mayfield playing unless Deshaun Watson gets suspended the whole year. Like that yeah. could be the only, that could be the <laughs> only way that you maybe right. keep him. If you could hear back from the commissioner, they're like, Oh, Deshaun Watson won't play this year. Okay. Baker stay one more year, prove yourself. And maybe another team that could be the, the deal they can make another yeah, team. You know, what, probably, even, probably even not because they already brought in Jacoby Brissett. That bridge is burned. I mean, you know, I know you're That's, speaking more hypothetically anyway, yeah. but yeah, that bridge is burned, like you said before. It's yeah, done. exactly. So you bring in the backup. You have your starter who you gave $230 million guaranteed to. So <laughs> we know Baker Mayfield is done there. Like, he's done. Yes, so he is. If you go ahead and just cut him and eat the salary or take whatever you can get for him. Like, there's no negotiating here. Like, if you come to me, offer me anything nice, I have to take that at this point. Yeah. Like, that's delusional. Yes, no doubt. Get, get, give me an Alexa or, you know, like a new uh, <laughs> a new iPhone or some shit like that. And, you know, done deal. Yeah. Everything is cool. I'm with you over there, man. I got you. All right. So, yeah, we can agree that Baker, you know, does belong on the field. But, again, he's got he's to grow up. He's got a lot of growing up to do. Real quick, all of our teams are playing outside the country this year, guys. Very interesting. Oh. Yeah, right. you're. Yep, D Saints started off uh, against the Vikings in London, but it's not at Wembley. It's at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and I don't <laughs> know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, so your Saints got the Vikings. Um, then the Giants play the Packers in the same stadium. I'm not saying it again. So the Giants <laughs> play the Packers there uh, a week later. So the first one is on October second, then October 9th. Then the Broncos play the Jaguars at Wembley Stadium, and they have like 90,000 seats there, which is crazy. And they always sell out, and the Jaguars basically are their home team. So that is a Jaguar home game. Uh, Seattle's playing the Bucks in Munich, Germany. How about that one? Yeah. First time. First time as far as I remember, as far as I know, right? Yeah, they say it's the first game in Germany, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Seahawks and Bucks, and my 49ers are playing the Cardinals in Mexico City, which they've done before. But again, that's great. So um, five international wow. games this year. Very interesting. Very well, interesting. Schedule is what next week? It's coming out on the 12th. So we got like yeah, eight days or so, whatever. Today's the fourth. Yeah, so it's coming out on the 12th. So yeah, I think we know what teams we got. I've looked. I was looking at that, but the schedule and so on. I don't know. But we'll find out. We'll find out and find out about some free agents. I mean, we're not going to go over a whole list, but I think Gronkowski's probably going to come back to the Bucs. And if he does, I think that makes him a pretty damn good team this year, Nick. I mean, it would probably be them and the Rams like we're talking already. But with Gronk there, especially without Antonio Brown, that's going to help out a lot. I think that I think they really need him. I do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, you look at what Bucks. Right. No, don't forget about the Saints now. We can't forget yeah, about the Saints. Okay. All right. If you want to put them up there, hey, I, 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 I'm not going to feel like the Saints, I don't know. I, I just, I know they had their down years, but recently, I mean, I just feel like you can't quite count them out. No, I would, I'm, I'm definitely not counting them out. I'm not counting out Dennis Allen, but I know that D would feel a hell of a lot better if Sean Payton was still the head coach of that team. I know yeah. that he would feel better and they would, you know, Maybe even contend with the Bucs. Who knows? It's very possible. But, um, yeah, D, I think they need Gronkowski on that team if they want to really make a Super Bowl run again. Not Godwin and Evans, great. God, Godwin's coming back from injuries, so we got to see what happens with that. They got Russell Gage to play the slot. Maybe – you know, Tom Brady likes throwing to the guys in the slot, though. So Gage might have a big year. He may be a sneaky fantasy dude, D. But you know what's sneaky about this that people are forgetting about? You just mentioned Sean Payton no longer being the coach for the Saints. Yeah. Bruce Arians is no longer the coach for the Bucks. That is very true. Yeah, something problem. that people are forgetting about. So they're going to go through a transition as well. That's interesting. And the whole NFC South is going to be just up in flux this year. So I think the Saints could sneak in there and take the division. And we got this whole thing. Like I, I tweeted or tweeted, I texted you guys about it. This whole Tom Brady story about him trying to sneak off and get part ownership of the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. and try to play for them. I think that might play a part there. Like the chemistry might be a lot like, really? You were trying to like sneak off and do all this underhanded stuff <laughs> trying to get away from us? Right. Like, I think that's going to play a part in this season. And not to mention the Saints have owned the Bucks since Tom Brady has gotten there. They got the one win in the playoffs, yeah. which was their defense. Wasn't Tom Brady playing awesome. It was their defense that dominated that game. So the You're Saints right. could win this division. I'm not saying it now. Wait for, you know, our no, predictions yeah. to start. We got time. We got time. <laughs> so I'm just putting it out there. I wouldn't be shocked if the Saints took this division this year. Okay. You don't okay. have to say it now. I think we clearly understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall like, see. What was it last year? Picked against the Saints like one time, I think. It was crazy. I did. Twice, and we won maybe? that game. Yeah. And <laughs> right there. you should just pick against them. Then you know you would have won a lot more games. Maybe that you know you do have some. You <laughs> have, have some part. You, you you have that blood in you. There's no doubt about it, man. There's no doubt. Right, we'll see where Odell goes. We'll see. Akeem Hicks, I think, is a good defensive tackle that a lot of teams can use. But maybe he's asking too much. Julio Jones still out there. Melvin Ingram, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller. Still good players out there. We'll see where they go. Yeah, there's still guys out there. I'm surprised some of them. I feel like there. Will Fuller should just sign a contract to play 10 games because we know he's playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're missing at least freaking six, seven games. That's no question. Right. Oh, my God. That's great. I love it. Oh, man. We're about to get into pretty much our favorite segment um, of all time ever on the show that we do every week. Before that, I have a weird question that popped into my head just now. I don't know why. I, maybe it was this commercial life caught out of the glance of my eye. Nikki, how do you feel about dogs wearing shirts? What? 
dogs wearing shirts. Like you know, people, you know how people dress their dogs up in like um, a like a shirt or a freaking whatever the hell they. I don't know what you. Call I it. think it's the stupidest shit I ever seen. <laughs> I knew she was gonna say something like that. <laughs> so stupid. Oh shit! He sweater. Oh, He's cold. He's <laughs> like relax. Oh, I love it. Uh, he already oh, has a natural fur on. <laughs> I know. Like, what do you mean cold? Oh god. Yo, D, getting the shot at over here. Hold up, hold up. Your man DT oh, in the what's house. Good, my, what's good, my guy, man? They uh, He has a great show, man, uh, Let the Ball Bounce Sports Radio. Oh. They do in Vegas, man. All That's right. Awesome show, him, Excellent. Andre. Yeah, they, they do a great job, man. Dig it. Totally dig it. Our boy Mikey Patton's in the house, no doubt. Jarvis Landry might head to Tennessee. That'd be pretty good. That'd give him a nice threesome over there with Robert Woods. Yeah, that I would be on board with. Was not on board with Julio Jones. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you that's, weren't. That's what I was say. You got that's the take Hall of Fame right there for sure. Like you called that. Yeah, she did. Yep, yep. I, none of us really liked it, but Nikki was very adamant about that. That's for sure. Yeah. She was about the same happening. Ain't working. Anyway, go back to the dog. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, I think I pointed out. Was watching. I got an NFL Network on right now, and wow. I, I must have saw something out of the corner of my eye. So I'm like, dogs, because I think that's freaking weird you know I, but you know what like the little dogs i know that women you know, older women like dress them up and shit like that but I, like if i had like a big ass dog i would never put a freaking shirt on a big <laughs> <laughs> no way man i don't know yeah, i don't know how you feel about that i'm not a pet person period like people always get freaked out when yeah. i say that like, oh my god you don't like dogs worst person ever you don't like pets like no i don't sorry yeah like, some people don't yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a pet person. Like if you have like a lot of my friends have pets, so I'm like I've gotten used to have, like in this for some reason it's like they think I like them. Like as soon as I come in the house, <laughs> <laughs> the dog is running right to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right, as soon right. as I sit on the couch, he wants to cuddle right, like literally right yeah, here in my ribs. Yeah, yeah. Like, just just all up in my area while I'm watching the game. So I've gotten used to them, but I'm never gonna have a dog. Like unless you know I have a kid one day and the kid's like begging and he's like a straight A student. Yeah, I feel like I have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have strings. Then you reward them. But I'm not a dog person. So when I see somebody going extra over the top with their pet and doing the whole, I'm going to dress my pet up or got little shoes on the dog. I'm like, this yeah. is it's too. It's already too much. It's already too much to take care of a dog, period. Like, I would just hate to have to vacuum out all, like, all the shedding of the fur and all that stuff. Uh, it's already just thinking about that just annoys me. So I'm not going to get a, a sweater or a shirt or shoes. <laughs> Or I I cruise, I'm oh, not gonna do it. Yo, that'd be a trip like a dog walking around in Crocs, man. That would freaking flip me oh, out. Oh my god, <laughs> if we're gonna pick the shoes, don't Holy pick crap. Crocs. Dude, that'd be like America's funniest video type of stuff, man. Just oh, dress up a dog, that'd be all give it a wig, throw glasses on the thing. No, I'm not down with that. You know, D, you do make a good point because there are so many people who say that, like, oh, you can't can't trust anybody that doesn't like pets or dogs or cats. Well, first of all, I'm definitely allergic to cats, so I hate them, and they are the devil. That's okay. So, all, anything that has more than one life, I'm not down with. All right. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just they get those, that creepy look in their eye. Oh, um, yeah. and I'm not a dog person either. I think we talked about this, right? Don't we all have hardwood yeah. floors? It's hard enough yeah. to keep this shit clean. Imagine if you had dog but on I, top of it. No. See, I I have no problem with what you guys are saying, but I freak. I love dogs. I love dogs. I don't like the dogs that you can barely see with a microscope. I, I like real <laughs> dogs. You know, like a, like a wolf dog, man. You know, like when I love dogs. I grew up with dogs. I freaking love dogs. They're great. But cats, 
They are absolutely evil. They're totally evil. There's no question. Nine lives? Are you kidding me? That's insane. This thing I like still lives- have Whoa. to this day. I got scratched by a cat when I was like eight years old. It looks like a regular line on my head now. But I, I still I still have that that scratch till this day from a cat. Like a black cat was just sitting on our stoop. Oh man. I was trying to like get around it. And I like went to grab the door and like scratched my hand. And it was a super and it looks like I said, it looks like a regular just line in my hand now. You couldn't tell the difference. But nope. it, left, it left that line for like a scar for so long, got me. So from that day forward, I was like, F cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I already didn't like dogs. So Yay. yeah, I was good from that. And I got bit by a dog when I was younger. So for me, I'm definitely yeah, I'm definitely not. Well, now it's making more sense. Now, yeah. uh, now it's. I'm now pretty it's- sure. I I don't remember it, but my mom said some of this little old lady's poodle attacked me, and I do have like a tiny scar above my eye there. So like. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I, I had a friend who's he had a, a a little, not even a big dog, and this dog just for some reason jumped up and bit the neighbor's kid like right on the lip and just. Like, Ooh. Like, Ooh. Yeah, I mean the kid's fine now. He looks good, but. It was like something. It was crazy. It was a whole whack that situation. So yeah, you never know. I mean, yeah, don't just put your face up in a dog. You don't know if you don't know that dog, then you better be careful. That's know? another thing I hate. My dog isn't like that. How do I know? Yeah, my dog. My dog is so friendly. Your dog is friendly until he's not. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna yeah, be yeah. the one that your dog is not friendly to. I'm not gonna yeah. be the one that finds out like, oh, I thought he was friendly. I put my face right next to his so he could lick it. Now I don't have an ear. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. not gonna be the one that finds out that way. Yeah, so yeah, somebody me, else is not a pet person. Like I said, my friends' dogs, I've gotten used to. They like me. They're nice, but still, sometimes like, why do you like me? Why does this dog want to cuddle up next to me when I, I sit down on the couch to watch the game? I hate they want so something from you. They want you to pet them. That's what yeah. they want. And that's what I've got. I've like, got to pet them. Yep. And then I find out the dog was just using me because every exactly. time I come, the dog would just come right there doing this. Yeah. Like, yep. what, do you even, what do you want? You can't even have this. You don't want <laughs> yeah. steak. You can't have this. <laughs> but yeah, that's, oh, that's annoying. Yep. They want all your shit. As for some, they want everything from you. And when you leave the house, you can come back in five seconds later and the dog's flipping out like, holy shit, Barker, I'm going crazy. Like, oh my God, I thought you were going to be gone forever. Holy shit, I'm so happy you're back home. <laughs> they freak out, man. It's it's funny. What's Mike saying over here? I had a coworker that said she wouldn't marry a man unless the dog slept in bed with them. Yeah. Wow. I was yeah. thinking in my mind, she about to be single forever. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's crazy. funny. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Is, yeah, didn't do that. There would be an ultimatum made on that one for sure. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's good right there. there. That, that was good. professional. That was good. <laughs> you, you snuck that in there beautifully. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Peter is coming for your ass, both of you guys, as a matter of fact. Like, that's well, okay. Come on with it then. Yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Like I said, I don't have any animals to abuse, so Me I'm neither. good. <laughs> <laughs> Keep a plant alive, which is funny because it's what I do for a living. So you know, oh, you're a botanist is that what that is? A plant botanist? I don't know. Botanist. Yeah, no, I try every year, and it's just like that sounds like a knowledge with Nikki question. It really does. No, I'm it. saving it for one one day. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On time. Let's go, D. Yeah, we dancing, baby. Tricky, tricky. Yeah, you know what time it is, and you know exactly what that means. It is knowledge with Nikki time, and here she is. She is back. 
from a week hiatus to bring us the knowledge right now. But she's also got to tell you a little something about Reebok before we get into that. Yes. So Reebok is having their Mother's Day sale, which we have an exclusive deal for you guys on our website at 33podcast.com. You can get 40% off your purchase for mom. What does that have to be your mom, right? It could be your grandma. It could be your aunt, your sister, anybody that feels like a mom to you. We celebrate all women that day because your family might be different than my family and that's okay too. So get some Mother's Day deals and gifts, 40% off your purchase. And you would think I would do Mother's Day trivia, but no. Tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo, so that's what we're going to do. Of course, of course, of course. I I knew we're not going to do, like, birthday trivia. My bro, I'd be 42 on Sunday, man. I'm getting old. I know. Crazy. You know, I thought about that. Uh, Maybe I'll do that next year. Whoever's birthday it is, that's the trivia that Ah, I've Very interesting. Like, yeah, like, who was born on this day or some sort of crazy stuff? Oh, okay. All right. Very interesting. We're doing Cinco de Mayo. All right. Nikki likes to drink, so we're going to talk about some cervezas right now, apparently, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I mean, Cinco de- we, we talked about in the office earlier today, like, what it was, and people were just like, we're not sure. It's just we adopted a holiday just so we can drink. That's basically what we do, like St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, like, any holiday where there's drinking, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's most, most American holidays are just an excuse to drink anyway. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what <laughs> I got a rocker over here for you, 42, mate. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Mike. I appreciate it, bro. But I'm all right. I'm all right. I can, I can still stand and, you know, jog in place. <laughs> I feel like I've known you guys for so long. I know, right? Growing up before your very eyes. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, the apple of our eye. Well, here we go. Let's get the knowledge going, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Who's first? I think you actually I am. Yeah, go with Jay. Yeah, we'll go with Jay. All right. Okay. Go with Jay. D's going to steal them all from me. All right, Jay. In what year did Congress declare Cinco de Mayo as an official U.S. holiday? Uh, this year just popped into my head. It's probably completely wrong. So I, I'm good. I should go with my first instinct. I usually should do that, right? 1893. No. I didn't think so. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say 1965. 2005. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Wow. No. no kidding, really? Yes. Wow. 15, I guess we were just celebrating it way before it was actually official. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Number two. How many gallons of tequila are consumed on Cinco de Mayo in the United States? Oh, God. Oh, uh, God. 65,000? I have no idea. No. You're <laughs> so like, no. <laughs> uh, like, I'm no, go, idiot. <laughs> I'm going to go with 100,000. 335,000. People yeah. drink too much. This is a problem. We we should have just have a whole seminar right now and have an interaction <laughs> with everybody. That people drink too much. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's up when you're, you know, enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy it like home, not driving. Yeah, well, do not drive, drink and drive. Let's just put that out there for the holiday yeah, tomorrow. That's hard to do not drink and drive. Yeah. Do not drink and drive. Do not drink and be high either. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Be high and drive. Get an Uber, a Lyft, call your mom, dad, so DM me, I'll come get you. Like just don't do it. You know what I mean? That's it. There don't you go. That. There you go. That's our public service announcement for the day. Yes. Okay. Number right. three. Let's do it. 
believe it or not, Cinco de Mayo is more of a holiday in the United States than it is in Mexico. But there are three other countries in addition to the U.S. that celebrate it as big as we do. I will give you two of them. Canada, Australia, and what is the third one? Switzerland? No. Uh, I'm going to guess Brazil. That's a good guess. All right. <laughs> they get that cocky going or some shit. All right. That's cool. I dig it. All right. Number four. Jay, Americans spend how much money on margaritas each year for Cinco de Like all Americans? Like how much money is spent? Like for the holiday, yeah. On margaritas. On margaritas specifically. We'll go with $750,000. No. D? I'm going to say $3 million. $2.9 billion. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh. oh Whenever somebody says billion, I feel like I got shot. Billion. Bam. That's oh, goodness. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, okay. I definitely, I definitely am a part of that $2.9 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to open a tequila company or something. I mean, yeah. missing out. All right, D, ready? Let's get some points here. Yes. Okay. The top three cities in the United States that have the biggest Cinco de Mayo celebration are L.A., Houston, and you give me the third city. Ooh. thing is, I knew L.A. too because I've been out there for it. Um, Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to say Phoenix. Oh, no. Ah. That's big. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty big out here. Okay. I feel like what I'm going to say is too easy. So I'll say Denver. Chicago. Chicago. Okay. okay. I was going to say Miami. I knew that. They're going no, no for St. Patrick's Day, so that's a little sneaky one in there. Yeah. 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 Cool, cool. All right. Number two. Moss in Miami also. I hear you, I mean, You would think, right, Phoenix or Miami? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how many pounds of avocado are consumed <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo? Oh, my God. I know it's a lot. A lot of guacamole. Holy <laughs> <laughs> really guacamole. Um, like my green there? guacamole? What did you say? Say how many pounds? Um, yeah, how many pounds? I'm going to go with... 500,000 pounds. No. Jay? 35,000 pounds. Let's try 81 million. Oh, God. I can't believe this country is fucking drunk. (laughs) Well, it's founded on drunks, right? So That's right. As we learned in Knowledge with Nikki, that is very true. That's a great point. That is a great point. By the way, this is not any of those things. This is coffee. (laughs) <laughs> All right, D. Number three. How many Mexican restaurants are in the United States? <laughs> How many? Wow. How many Mexican restaurants are in the United States? <laughs> I feel like there's a million in Phoenix alone. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, that's crazy. And that's the thing, because I feel like it's distorted for me because I've lived on the West Coast for so long. Being oh, in yeah. California, being in Phoenix, there's so many Mexican restaurants. But I feel like right. you go the farther east you go, the less and less it becomes. Yeah. 
not a ton. Yeah, so it's for me, it's distorted. Um, I'm gonna go with around the country. I'm gonna say one hundred thousand. No, Jay. And what was it again? Say your question one more time. I'm sorry. How many Mexican restaurants are oh, right. in the United States? I'm gonna say like five hundred fifty thousand. Fifty-four thousand. Fifty. I I knew in my head it was I had way too many because I live out here. Yes. I, I was like, that's why I went. I went what I thought was low at a hundred thousand, but it's even lower than that. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just disappointed. You see, this is where I like again I should have gone with my first instinct, but I'm like, no, stupid, do something else. I'm, <laughs> well, that's what I do to myself. All right, what are we on? Three, four already? We're on number four. Yeah, All man, right. Got, Steve, one of us got to get this. Hopefully. We got to show up. Speaking of um, small dogs, uh, so which state celebrates Cinco de Mayo by having a Chihuahua beauty contest and where they crown a king and queen Chihuahua? Uh, whatever state this is, I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they do everything. No, because I was gonna say Texas, but then everything's big in Texas. They wouldn't do small dogs. Ah, very, very good. (laughs) So I'm gonna go with. Hmm. I'm gonna say New Mexico. I'm gonna go different. No. Yeah, I felt like that was too obvious. I gotta go with something silly like South Carolina. No, Colorado. Colorado. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, for eight. I don't think this has happened no. ever. Ever. Yeah, we've actually been doing good lately. Today was a, yeah. a horrible bomb by us. But we- <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, sorry we disappointed you, Nikki. <laughs> no need for the tiebreaker. No, 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 no. We'll just, we'll just take our L and just walk away with our tail between our legs like Baker Mayfield. That That's pretty much it. <laughs> that, that's well, that. You know uh, what? You guys tried. Maybe have a margarita tomorrow. That's your thing. We'll see what happens at work. We'll see what kind of day it is. But (laughs) put a margarita in your third and three podcast cup right there. Ah, yes. (laughs) Yes, that's what's up right there. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. All right. That was knowledge with Nikki. She brought the knowledge. She is Nikki. She is tricky. And Dean, I got busted up today. (laughs) At least I can say that. Yeah, next year. I'm going to have to remember if this for next year and study. Hopefully, we do it around Cinco de Mayo. It's going to trick us, though, because next year, it'll be Mother's Day trivia instead of Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Of course. Right. <laughs> right. There's no point in studying or even trying. You know, yeah. she's too tricky. We can't figure it out. We have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know. Last time we did sports. Oh, maybe the Olympics, I think. But. Yeah, we did do Olympics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the Jay's so mad about it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> about it. I think this makes it interesting. Even I don't care that I don't know it. I think it's fun and interesting. And I have no, I usually have absolutely no clue of your of the answers to these questions, but it's fun and interesting. And people yes. get a kick out of it. So the only time I've ever guessed 420, I was like, oh, she's definitely gonna do weed trivia on 420. <laughs> everything else i was like i don't right. know what, what's gonna happen <laughs> i should have thought of that stuff but then again that takes the fun out of it who i don't want to study for this stuff i want to be surprised the element of surprise is a beautiful thing it is it is and uh speaking of surprise we had a big surprise what i thought last night let's get into some nba playoff talk uh man what was it last night the night before the celtics with the beat down and they you know milwaukee beat them before but before we get into all that nba playoff talk right now and Dee's going to tell you about Beer Drop before we get into all that stuff. 
Yes, so our NBA playoff talk is brought to you by Beer Drop. If you go to 33podcast.com, scroll down a little bit, you'll see our great and awesome ads for Meatworks, for Reebok, and Beer Drop. Now, for Beer Drop, it's a company that has beer delivered to you. You can have up to 10 beers per month delivered to you at $5 per beer. So that's way cheaper than you're going to get the beer at your local grocery store, at a restaurant. Definitely way less than you get it at a game. I just went to a game not too long ago. It's way less than you're paying for a beer yeah. <laughs> at a game for sure. Uh, so go to Beer Drop by going to 33podcast.com. That's where you get our exclusive deal of $5 per beer. It's all types of beers from all across the country. So when you're eating your meat from Meatworks, you're getting your nice steak sitting there in your Reebok gear. Mm. you got to have a good beer sitting there with you. Have the beer delivered to you at a nice price. The shipping is cheap as well. So go to 33podcast.com. Check out all three links and go ahead and benefit from those great deals that we provide you. Yes. You told them right there. There it is. Not third and three podcasts. We give you three great deals. Put them all together, baby. Third and three. It's a beautiful thing. Look how it works out. It's like we don't even try. It just happens for us. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's incredible. So is John Morant. What a freaking crazy, ridiculous player that is. Before we get into that, Nikki, did you see what happened in the game last night? The freaking... Yeah. Okay, well, Dylan Brooks, and I know the, I know you don't know, it's all good, but Dylan Brooks from Memphis, and Dean knows, of course, exactly what I'm talking about, the Warriors first yeah, game tonight, takes a windmill-type swiping, you know, whatever haymaker at Gary Payton the second, uh, Gary Payton's son from Golden State, which was, D, as you know, it was a clear retaliation from what Draymond Green's foul in the first game um, on Clark, where he just grabbed his shirt and brought him down to the ground. It was crazy. Green got a flagrant two on that play. So he got ejected. Brooks got ejected last night uh, in game two, just minutes into the game. It was like three minutes into the game or something like that. I'm shocked there wasn't a brawl because even later on in the game, Draymond got, it was an accidental elbow to the eye, but he got busted up. I mean, he looked like freaking Joe Orn after fighting Mac- Manny Pacquiao or something like that. So it was, it was a hot mess over there. So I'm, I'm surprised that the benches didn't clear. It's not baseball. That doesn't happen in basketball too much. And I'm glad it didn't happen, obviously. But what do you make of all that? It, again, it seemed Dylan Brooks retaliation. He definitely went over the line. But I thought Draymond Green went over the line. And big freaking surprise, Draymond Green getting a flagrant foul. I mean, that basically is the definition textbook, you know, of what it is. But you saw everything. And, uh, Nikki, I don't know if you can even grab YouTube and check it out or something like that. But Dylan Brooks went at him hard. You can't justify something like that. I mean, he went out intent to like really hurt. You want to retaliate. I get it. You do something, but I don't know, man. What is your take on this whole thing? Yeah, it definitely was an extremely stupid play. Like, I don't yeah. know if his intention was to hurt Gary Payton. Unfortunately, Gary Payton, the second day, get hurt on the play, mm-hmm. fractured his elbow. Right. And because the way he came down, like his arm came straight down against uh, the back of the goal and fractured his He had his no elbow. way to support himself. He, the, he yeah. couldn't brace his fall. Yeah, it couldn't brace his fall. And if you're a basketball player, like I've been a basketball player my whole life, and even if you play at the lowest level like me, you know, like once somebody gets past you and they go up, if you can't jump, if you don't have a chance to truly block it, mm-hmm. you let them go. Like yep. you, once they get in the air, the golden rule is they got it. Unless you actually have hops enough to get up there and contest the layup if you're in good position. Correct. Like horrible the run type run down thing. Other than that, no good. Yeah, exactly. So you have no chance to block it. Why would you even try to do that swipe? So that's what makes some make, make some people think, excuse me, that this is a dirty play. 
So I'm not going to call him a dirty player, but it was an right. extremely stupid play on his part that led to an injury. That's why we have those unwritten rules in basketball. A lot of people talk about the unwritten mm-hmm. rules in baseball, but one of the unwritten rules in basketball is once somebody gets past you, if you're not a guy who can get up there and block it, you let them go because you don't want to risk injury. Because once they're in the air, I've been in that horrible position of being in the air and mm-hmm. someone hitting you out of the air. Yes. The scariest thing is the scariest thing in the world. Yes. You hate to be in that position. It's gravity takes over. It's like I'm going to smash my head on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you never want to be in that position. That's why I never put anybody else in that position. Like I do have, I can jump a little bit. So if I'm in position, I'll try to block it. But once I'm out of position, especially if a guy, if I know it's a guy who can jump, like Gary Payton II has hops. So you're behind him. You're most likely not going to get that ball because he can jump up and jump. <laughs> So mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to go after that block. It was an extremely stupid play, and I hate that it led to an injury like that. It's very unfortunate. Um, I don't know. Did they come down? Did they suspend him yet? Because they should. He should be suspended for a game in my eyes. He really should. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be suspended because you could still say that you're trying to go after the ball and you just happen to catch <laughs> him in the head. Yeah. Uh, like because it's hard to it's hard to grade intention, right? So it's going to be hard mm-hmm. to suspend him. But the flavor mm-hmm. too was definitely the right call for sure. Yeah, that Nikki, did you happen to get a chance to see it on YouTube? The, the swipe. Yeah, I just pulled it up on Twitter. It's funny. I was exactly as I was watching it. D was giving like the, the play by play, so it was perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that looks so bad. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you just don't do that. Like D yeah. said, it's an unwritten rule. I mean, and, and it should be just knowledgeable and common sense. Like you don't do something like that. You know, you're right. gonna hurt him. You want to retaliate? There are other ways to do it. Bump him out of bounds or something like that. But yeah, again, you know, he, look, again, he couldn't block that shot. Uh, he's, yeah, if his life depended on it. Exactly. We, we, we all know exactly what he was doing. He was retaliating. The team said, look, it's going to be whatever situation. And it turned out to be Dylan Brooks going after Gary Payton the second and not retaliating against Draymond Green because they're probably too afraid of him. Even though, like I said, he got his ass knocked out by an elbow last night, which is kind of crazy. This is Vince Goodwill from Yahoo doesn't want him suspended because he wants the crowd to be ramped up. <laughs> yeah, well, it, that's an interesting series so far. Um, it definitely is very good series. Yeah, we'll see. Like two, well, you know, for the most part, young teams. You know, obviously the Grizzlies, like the youngest team in the in the NBA, doing amazing things. Um, what sucks for the Philadelphia 76 is that Joel Embiid is not healthy. Talk about another elbow to the eye, another orbital fracture for Joel Embiid, Nikki. This is not good. That he look. James Harden went over there, as you know, and things are not working out with him. It's like Maxi has become the better player, and I got to check my Fanduel in a minute and see how I'm doing over here with the game. I got to turn this thing on, as a matter of fact. But um, yeah, Joel Embiid is out, and Miami Heat. They're just gonna they're, they're just gonna kick their ass. I don't even know if Philly's gonna be able to win a game. Probably not. No, yeah. I, probably not. Right, D. I mean, it, what what can Philly do if Harden is playing like this? Nothing like if Embiid isn't there, <laughs> they have no shot in winning this series. Hopefully, he'll be back for game three, but he won't be 100%. It's gonna be hard to play with a fractured orbital bone. I can only imagine I've never broken a bone in my face, uh, thankfully. <laughs> so, I can only imagine what type of pain that is. And why is he in the game at that point? So, yes, that's a great have, question. Yes, yeah, may have forgotten. So, he they're up by 29 points on the Toronto Raptors in the closeout game with less right. than four minutes left. It's like 3, 57, 58 left in the game. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for any starter, any starter, let alone your star player, to be in the game at that point. What totally. are you trying to prove? There's yep. no way they're going to come back. If 
something happens and Toronto goes on some crazy, never seen, never before seen run where they go on a 20 point run in two minutes. Then you bring them back in the game. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't going to happen. The game was over. Why is he in the game at that point? Already dealing with an injury. He's already dealing with a messed up thumb. Why is he in the game at that point? Like there, was, there was nothing left for him to do at that point. He right. gets this nasty elbow. It was inadvertent. It wasn't on, on purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam and him are very close. So I, I imagine Siakam feels really bad about it. But Siakam catches him with an elbow. And Siakam is a skinny guy with them sharp elbows. We've seen it in NBA forever now. These guys yeah. with sharp elbows. Yeah. It's, it's something that happens all the time. And even after the game, because I stopped paying attention to the game, right? Because that game was over. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And there was another game on at that point. I'm like, I'm not paying attention to this game. I didn't even know he was hurt until the next day. And he had a he had an interview where he's like, man, I caught a mean elbow. I think he broke my face. And the announcers are laughing. He's like, no, I'm serious. And it turns out he yeah, was, actually yeah, did. Yeah, he actually did break his face. Yeah. Uh, it was just stupid to have him in the game at that point. And you're causing not only was it dumb that they were that he was in the game, it was dumb that they had to play that game. They should have swept Toronto or beat them in five. But they let the series linger on the six, and this is the type of things that happen. Uh, well, but James Harden is no longer the James Harden of old in Houston. He's no longer that guy. He's like he's more of a facilitating point guard now. He's not somebody who can put a team on his back and say, "Hey, go, we need you to go get thirty-five for us tonight." He's not that guy. He's not that guy anymore. Uh, tonight so far, he has nine, three of seven so far. So he's doing okay, but he's mm-hmm. not a guy who can carry you in a series like that anymore. So. If B comes back, I think they can get one or two games. But the Heat got a very good break. They're going to prove. And then Phil- uh, not Philadelphia, but Boston and Milwaukee are going to just go through this epic battle. I think that's going to be a seven-game series Ooh. where both teams are just going to just <laughs> tear each other apart. So they're- Miami's going to get this easy series. They're going to be rested. Yeah. And they're going to be playing whoever comes out of the war between Boston and Milwaukee. And so the first, I think the first two games of that series, Miami's going to have an advantage just because of the rest. Versus whoever wins Boston, Milwaukee. That could be huge because they will have the four out of the seven games on their home court. So if they could pick up the first two right away, then that would be obviously tremendous. Yeah, right now they're up 43 to 36 with just a little bit over seven minutes left in the second quarter. Now they just scored and they're going to the foul line. So 45, 36. But yeah, Nikki, Miami Heat, they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So they're they're going to beat up Philly. There's no question about it. Like Mike Mike Patton is saying, the remains of DeAndre or DeAndre Jordan are out there, which is nothing <laughs> to speak of, obviously. So they're in a hell of a lot of trouble. And like Dee said, James Harden is not the James Harden that we know of, no. even of two years ago when he was lighting up in Houston, right? Yeah. Uh, three years ago, I you know time is flying by at this point. So uh, yeah, Miami's got a good road, but that Boston Milwaukee series, Nikki, if you want to watch a basketball game. You watched that one because I did. I did watch. You did. I did. You must have been entertained. I mean, Giannis is Giannis is unfucking believable. Is he not? (laughs) Yes. No. Yeah, he is. Um, That is definitely an entertaining series. Like that's what you want to watch. I did watch that. Of course, my nephew is a huge Celtics fan. Right. Right. Hold on. Let me just pull up. What did he say to me? On to get his take. Uh, Let's see says the Bucks didn't really beat us the first game because Celtics, oh, we beat ourselves. We were lighting them up for from three, and they can't stop it. We are slowing Giannis down. <laughs> yes, wow. no. I would say I would say that the Bucks' strategy is to let the Celtics shoot 
And that's what we saw in game two. So game one, they let the Celtics get all those three-pointers. They missed them. Game two, they made them. Now the Celtics did adjust and kind of slow down, down a little bit in the second game and the rest of the Bucks. So now it's going to be on the Bucks to adjust going to game three. I do like the Celtics a lot, man. I picked the Bucks to win in seven, though, in this series. Yeah. Um, but I like the Celtics a lot as a team. They're, the way they play defense, they exposed Brooklyn that first round, just totally exposed them as not being that good of a team by how they play defense. And uh, Ime Yudoka, great coach. He's already a legend uh, just because he got Nia Long. So uh, he got Nia Long and he's a great coach. The man's <laughs> already made for life. He's, <laughs> he's a legend. So when you have Ime Yudoka as the coach and he's implementing that defensive scheme for you guys, I think the Celtics definitely have a chance in this series. The only yeah. reason I picked the Bucks is because of Giannis. I can't go against Giannis Antetokounmpo in a seven-game series right now. It's he's just unbelievable. Like Jason, like it's nuts what he's able to do. Like game one, the play where you seem like you got him stopped. He's gonna turn around. What's he gonna do? Yep. He's off the backboard to himself That's and dunk yeah. <laughs> You just like you can't stop this dude, man. He's an absolute That's monster right. on both ends of the floor. And on top of that, they got Drew Holiday who's playing well right now. Uh it's it's gonna be a very, very tough series, like a, a dog fight of a series, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to the rest of these games. So I think your nephew is in for, like, since he's a Celtics fan, it's going to be stressful for him. It's going to be a stressful series (laughs) for him. Uh, But I do like the Celtics a lot and see why he thinks that they can't win this series. Yeah, Mikey thinks uh, that the Bucs are going to take care of the Celtics in uh, Milwaukee over there. Philly out here just hanging out in South Beach. Yeah, I know that they're getting their butt kicked. Forget about that. But that's my thing, Giannis. And I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan, so don't take it that way. But – He's the one-man type of show. Michael Jordan wasn't a one-man show, but, yes, he was a one-man show. He did have a great team, but it was all about Jordan. Giannis is just that guy. He is unstoppable. He's the best two-way player in the game. There's no doubt about it. He may be the best two-way player that ever lived. When it's all said and done, we're going to be talking about Giannis with Kobe, with Duncan. He's going to be in that conversation. There is no doubt. He's not done winning championships. He's not done winning MVPs. This guy is a monster. He won game one all by himself by not allowing any Celtic player to come anywhere near the paint and score a bucket. Do you watch the game? You, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Nobody was coming into his house. He said he put out the Dikembe freaking thing. No, no, no. no. no yeah, and shot. On top of Giannis being such a great defender of the rim, you also have Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. Like they have a lot of size yeah. on this squad. Mm-hmm. And what and the thing is, oh, if they had Chris Middleton, it'll be just even more epic. But unfortunately, he won't be back until next round if they make it there. Imagine so, it still had PJ Tucker, who's on Miami right now, out of all things, right? Yeah, that's true. Now he's a good, he's a very, very good defender, great defender yeah. uh, for Miami. Um, but Grayson Allen and Pat Conson have kind of filled that void of PJ Tucker. I know people don't like Grayson Allen. He's Grayson known Allen. As, <laughs> he's a, as, a, as a dirty player, but he's actually a very good role player who plays solid defense, can hit threes for you, and actually can take you off the dribble as well. Uh, so they have just so much versatility, Milwaukee, because of their yeah. size and because they can switch and everything else. And Boston can do the same thing. That's why it's such an entertaining series. Both teams have size and versatility and have those dudes who are known as that guy. For yeah. Milwaukee, they have Giannis, who is okay, we need a bucket, we're going to go to that guy. Boston has Jason Tatum. He's turning into that guy where you just go to him, we need a bucket, we need a right play made, we need an assist, he can get that for you. So this series has everything you want. 
With Giannis, I still believe, guys, that he's still even underrated. Like he won the he won the championship last. Yes, they had a very good team. Don't get me wrong, Chris Middleton. We, we went over the roster, but yeah, but fifty points a game, six. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay. So he is that he is that incredible. I'm sorry, he is that incredible of a player. I I don't know how else to compare him, but I, I've I've really he's the Greek freak for he's the freak for a reason. I really have never seen anything like this in my life. He is so dominant, so confident. He keeps getting better and bigger and stronger and faster, and it's just unbelievable to watch. This guy is not done. And it's it's almost a shame that Jason Tatum's name gets left second because he is another remarkable player. Jalen Brown is great. And Jason Tatum, though, like the steps that he has taken in this league is incredible. I uh, love him. Love, love him watching it. Yeah, going to be a great series. I'm basically rooting for almost anybody who comes out of there because I hate the Miami Heat's a Knicks fan. <laughs> I always will. And I'm glad, by the so way. Why, why, did, why do you hate him? Oh, because oh, you're a Knicks fan or is it because yeah. you live close to Miami now? Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> I had a take on my show. Some people said I was strong. Let me know, Jay. All right. I think Jason Tatum showed that he is just as good, if not better, than Kevin Durant in that last series. Have I gone too far? Yes. Uh, he's like, yes, yeah. Jason Tatum is remarkable, but you know how good Kevin Durant is being. It's it's hard to compare scores like him, man. He's like yeah. top three, like ever seen. But yeah, he now well, his resume, Jason Tatum isn't close to that yet, of course. Well, yeah, but right now in this moment, with mm-hmm. what Jason Tatum does on defense and what he can do on offense, I'm not, I'm not going to bring age into it. Of course, Jason Tatum's younger, so you would draft him to start your team or whatever. But as For far sure. as just taking these guys for one game. You still take KD over Jason Tatum. Wow. You make a very compelling argument because Jason yeah. Tatum is so unbelievable. And he again, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I'm with you on that 100%. But if you give me a healthy KD, he's going to score buckets every time. He, he, he just is. He can score on anybody. So I would probably take him. And I am not a KD fan at all. I'm a huge yeah. Jason Tatum fan. And I'm with you, man. I would he's one of the guys that I would start my team with, like a him, yeah. Evan Booker, you know, John Morant, obviously. You know, think about that draft. John Morant, he should have been number one over Zion Williamson. Freaking you guys would have had him. Unbelievable. Holy crap. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, if we would have, the team that we have now with Ja would have been Woo! crazy. Oh, uh, but I haven't God. given up on Zion yet. I haven't given up on Zion. No, people forget, people forget how good he was last year. No, he's great. Points. Yeah, 27 points. He never that's plays. A, that's the thing. So I just got to hope that he's healthy from this point forward. You got to remember, Joel Embiid, who we're talking about now, who as an MVP candidate, first two years, didn't really play yeah. that much. It yeah. took a while for him to get in this groove. So I'm hoping the same thing for Zion. And plus, we saw it last year. That's the thing. We, at least we saw it. Last year, he played most of the season. He played 61 games last year. Averaged 27 points a game. Shot 61% from the field. We add that to what you just saw New Orleans push Phoenix mm-hmm. in the series. We add that to this team. Oh, it's going to be crazy next year. I think the Pelicans could be a top four team in the West next year with a healthy Zion. If he's healthy and he actually plays, I totally agree because he is remarkable. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's great. Sometimes I just question and no offense if he really wants to be there for whatever reason. I don't know because he's working yeah, out. I think this year gave him some of that FOMO. Like he saw this Maybe. team improve. Yeah. He saw how the players love Willie Green. Like all the things I've heard about Willie Green have been awesome as a coach. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be that culture for the Pelicans is changing. I think he wants to be a part of that. 
All right. You know, for your guys' sake, I hope he does. For the Knicks' sake, I would love him to come over here yeah. and try to spark up Madison Square Garden. I mean, that'd be great. But yeah, Giannis, uh, unlike anything I've ever seen. But uh, to really close out the playoff part of everything, the last one is Dallas against Phoenix. We all expect, <clears throat> excuse me, Phoenix to win this with, you know, Paul Booker and DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton. You know, really just going against Luka and Brunson, I guess, for the most part, if you want to call it that. You know, they got other guys who can kick in once in a while, but I don't see them beating Phoenix in the seven-game series. No, but they'll get a game or two because Luka's that awesome. Like, Luka, yeah. when, like he's going to go crazy in a couple games. He he played pretty well. The well, last thing, he went crazy last game and they still lost, you know? Yeah, they started off so bad. They're like They started off the game, it was like Phoenix was up by 20 with like six minutes left in the first quarter. Like, it was a, such <clears> a bad start. It took them so long to try to get into the game. Um, so I do think they'll have better starts throughout the series, and Luca will get them a game or two. But like you said, Phoenix is just the overall better team. They are. And Dallas needs that second star, that third guy to really get them over the hump. They do. Going into next year. But it's it's going to be some good games in there because Luca is so special. Yeah, they were hoping Christoph Porzingis was going to turn out to be that guy. He did not. They got to find Luca another another all-star. Yeah. Let's be real. They, they, they got to get him somebody else over there and – We'll see what happens. I don't know if they're going to make trades. I haven't even heard anything from Mark Cuban's mouth in like two years, so I don't know what the hell's going on there. He's been very <laughs> uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically quiet. <laughs> I got it out. <laughs> Nikki, tell me about this coin flip over here that you're so excited about. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I text you guys. So we started watching – hold on. I think it's called I Am Magic on Apple Apple TV, whatever, the okay. Apple, we'll Apple give credit. TV. Yeah. So about Magic Johnson and D, I think you said the same scene was in Winning Time. So I didn't start that one yet, but yeah. um, I was just floored. I was like, oh my God, that draft pick came down to a coin flip between <laughs> the Lakers and the Bulls. And they had the fans pick. And I mean, just what if it went the other way? Like, that's so crazy. We do what ifs. We try to do a what if of the week. So I mean, I just down to a coin flip. How would that have changed everything? It the the whole league would have been different. Yeah. It would have changed everything because you think about the Lakers at that time. They already had a good team. Yeah, tell the people yeah. what what what's what's going on so in case they don't know. In case they so at that time, the first pick for some reason was determined by a coin flip, and the two teams that were up for it were the Lakers and the Bulls. And Larry Bird was already picked by the Celtics, so everyone knew that. Magic Johnson was going to be number one overall pick, uh, except for Jerry West, according to winning time. But everyone else, <laughs> everyone else knew that Magic Johnson was going to be number one overall pick. So the Bulls and Lakers on a coin flip are basically deciding where Magic Johnson's going to go. Lakers win the coin flip. Magic joins this already loaded Lakers team. So yep. that's a reason why the Lakers became a team of the 80s, because he joins Kareem and yeah. Norm Nixon and Michael Cooper, then eventually they get James Worthy and all these guys. So if he goes to the Bulls, who were a joke at the time, like mm-hmm. horrible. <laughs> so if he goes to the Bulls, does Magic become Magic? He's a, a great player to where he probably still becomes a great player, but he's not a five-time champion with the Bulls. Right. And right. then if that happens, by the time 1984 comes around and the Bulls get Michael Jordan, they're probably not bad enough to get Michael Jordan. So then mm-hmm. where does Michael Jordan end up going? Mm-hmm. And does he end up going somewhere else? Like it changes the course of history as we know it in the NBA. 
And also, you don't have the Lakers-Celtics rivalry, right? The Lakers are still a really good team. Without Magic, they were a playoff team. So maybe they get a championship there. Maybe they still rival with the Celtics. But it's not the same way if you don't have Magic versus Bird. Oh, for sure. Like That's what made the NBA in the 80s, and that's what really got the NBA going as far as being a top-notch league. It brought and the NBA back to life. It, it yeah, did. Exactly. Really rejuvenated. Yeah. There's no question about it. Those that '80s draft, bringing those two yeah. players in, was was everything. Now let me let me ask you guys this: Going to the whole point about you know where you're drafted and if Magic Johnson would have gone to the Bulls, would he have won five rings? Probably not. Michael Jordan went to the Bulls, won six rings. My point is is that Jordan comes out with Worthy and these other guys. I think if Jordan went to any team, and Regardless if Phil Jackson was there or not, I still think that he would have got upwards of four or five or maybe even against still six championships because I think Jordan was just that great of a player where I'm not taking anything away from Magic because if I'm drafting a team, I know it sounds crazy. I would take Magic before anybody. He's just an unbelievable leader, passer, point forward. He's unreal. I love Magic Johnson. But Jordan is that kind of player, again, where when we talk about iso ball, which we saw a hell of a lot of it, Nobody could do it like him. So I, th- I feel like wherever Jordan went, he, he would have won multiple championships. Yeah. And but having people always like come down on Jerry Krause as a GM. But before he made the mistake of saying, oh, this is it. We're canceling this team. We're going to rebuild. And everybody got mad about that. Mm-hmm. He made great moves to put that team in position, like drafting Scottie Pippen out of central Arkansas. Like that's an amazing move (laughs) to make that really set that dynasty up. So maybe he doesn't get a Scottie Pippen. If Michael Jordan ends up going to a different team, let's say if Magic did go to Chicago and Chicago was better, Chicago was a playoff team. They didn't get one of those top draft picks. He ended up going to Portland. Maybe Portland drafts him instead of Sam Bowie Mm. and you get (laughs) Clyde Drexler with Michael Jordan and his crazy wing wow. duel. Like, wow. it could, like so many different Ooh. things could happen. And you still, like you said, that team will win a lot of rings. Like, Clyde, people forget how good Clyde was. Like, Clyde yeah. led the Portland Trailblazers to two finals appearances uh, before winning one with Houston. Like, people forget how good that's this right. dude was because he wasn't Michael Jordan. Correct. But 100%. It, that, that's one of the biggest what-ifs in history. If it goes the other way, like, part of me wishes like, we could go back in time, like, simulate it. Yeah, you know, right. Like, oh, that'd be so good. I love what it. exactly, what would happen? Does, is the NBA where it is now? Like, does it get to this mm. point mm. without the magic Larry rivalry? Because you maybe you still get it with Chicago, but it yeah. wouldn't be in the finals. It would be, like, Eastern Conference finals where you have right. magic right. versus Bird, and it will be a Chicago-Boston thing. It's Man, it's the basketball it's so guys reached down and made this happen. They yeah. that's what happened. The basketball guys had their hands on everything, like this is the way it's gonna happen. The Lakers yeah. and Celtics will have a rivalry forever, and they'll probably get back to it somehow, some way. I don't know when, but Celtics will get Celtics will be good for a long time. So they're a team I expect to win a championship sometime soon. I just don't know if it's gonna be this year, but it wouldn't shock the hell out of me. It really wouldn't. Uh they just struck yeah, the if they if they get past the Bucks, I wouldn't be shocked. Like yeah, it's, they, they it's say what you want about the Nets. They got Kyrie and KD. They swept them. That I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> that's really amazing. Wow. I don't know, man. I had a lot of fun on this show, guys. We went around all over the place. I had a good time. This is great yeah. stuff. We very rarely get to NBA, but I'm glad we did. It's the playoffs are on now. I'm watching Miami. You know, I like. I just don't care. I don't like Miami, and I don't like Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins, wins, and I just hope that either Boston or Milwaukee beats them at the end of it because both these teams I can't stand. Yes, Jay and I are just waiting for the Knicks to like 
Come Come on with it. Please. Please. Like, Nikki, it's, you know what pisses me off? Like, I was, you guys know I'm born in Brooklyn. Like, why they got to wait to get a team in Brooklyn until, you know, like, you know, 35 years after, you know, I I live out, I move out of there. Like, I'm pissed. I would have been a Brooklyn fan if they had a team back then, but I got stuck with the freaking Knicks and had to be missing a layup against Houston that would have. Oh God, forget it! I'm going to go so, crazy right now. Would we be able to become a Nets fan, or is it too far gone? You got to stick with. The oh, Nets. never! No, oh, <laughs> you can't be a. Yeah, no. no, how dare you? You know better. You know, you know. Like, we don't I'm, I'm from a place where we we can't afford to have you know two teams per sport. We were going to be Saints fans. We were going to be Pelicans fans. It wasn't. We were going to be like a Baton Rouge team, right? <laughs> For us to cheer for, so I never like ran into that actual aspect of it. Like when I went to California, it was so funny because people would be like Raiders fans. They'd be like, "Oh, but I, I don't mind the Chargers." Like some people, yeah, would be right, like, right. <laughs> like because we really got here. No, <laughs> yeah, that's bad news. And yeah, that's, any, yeah. I mean, it could be football, basketball, hockey. Like that's just how it is here. Like there is no lines are drawn. Literally, like yeah. <laughs> by every state in the tri-state area, alliances are drawn, and uh, that's it. There's no flip once. Once you got your team, that's it. Look, so that's that's the thing that I've like when I met a lot of people from that area, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm a Jets Mets guy, yeah. or I'm a Yankees uh-huh. Giants guy." And that's, that's, that's where they draw the line. And with basketball, it was always the Knicks, but they had the Nets over there in New Jersey. Yeah. So like the Jets fans would be Nets fans. Yeah. Like the ones oh, I met. So, so I wonder if the like with Brooklyn having the Nets now, if any of the Knicks fans were gonna go over because they were so tired of the Knicks just being the Knicks. The 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 not true Knicks fans, some of them did. Over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The true Knicks fans would never ever do that. We I suffer. mean yes, we suffer with them. And that's why we're all true fans of our teams. Like Damien, you with the Saints, you've had some horrible horrible years with them, you know, until Breeze had come along. Nikki, you had to deal with Dave Brown, for God's sake, for a while. I, you know, I had to deal with them picking Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. You know, 49ers have been great for most of my time, but we haven't won a Super Bowl since 94. I'm I'm, I'm waiting. You know, it's been a long time. I was four freaking team back then. Like, yeah. let's know, you know. Some of you weren't even freaking born yet. Whoever was I don't know. D, were you even born yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was I was born in 94. I just was a big <laughs> Man, so oh gosh, but no, I had a great. This is a great show. A lot of stuff. Knowledge, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, we we didn't show up today, D, but we'll we'll get it next week. We'll get it next week. Yeah, we we definitely uh, laid. Uh, we we gave a James Harden like performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure did, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! As it is halftime of the game, sixty to fifty-two, Miami's leading right now. It is the end of our show, but before we go, we got to let everybody know where we are. So, Nikki. Tell them what's up and tell them what's going on lately. Yeah, what's going on lately? You guys can find me on Twitter, of course, at Nikki Nick 9384. What do we got? Oh, we just had Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion part one last night. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was fire and chaotic. That was crazy. So if you haven't watched it yet, check it out. Or you can get Peacock um, because now all the episodes are going to be on the next day. Um, if you guys miss me on nuts and bolts podcast, uh, I did a giants draft reaction. So you can catch that. That was on Saturday. 
it was like day two of COVID and I thought I was going to pass out and die, but you know what? <laughs> I made it through. Um, but they were great. They were a lot of fun. I will be doing the full Monty show, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So you can check me out there as well. And of course, articles at 33podcast.com. Yeah, Nick, your last article was excellent. What a great read. It really, oh, really was. And for any Giants fan, you're, you'll love it. You'll totally dig it. It can totally relate to it. And yeah, comment on it because Nikki will, she, she'll have her comments too. She'll come yeah. right <laughs> in and you, you know, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever, she'll, she'll answer. So uh, yeah, Nikki, great job. And Thank D, you. your articles have been awesome boxing lately. There's yeah. been some pretty good boxing on lately, as a matter of fact. A couple of dudes got knocked yeah. out over the weekend. Yeah, no, nah, it was a really good boxing weekend this past weekend. We had yeah. our first a female main event at Madison Square Garden this past right. weekend. So that, yeah, that was huge between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Uh, great fight. What'd you make of that decision, by the way? What'd you make of huh? that decision? Did you agree with the decision? Today? Yeah, I agree with okay. Katie Taylor right. winning the fight. Uh, the way I explained it was arguments that, with that, but I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I saw a lot of people saying that Amanda Serrano got robbed. The mm-hmm. fact that you have people arguing about a women's boxing match is right. Like that's a that's a win right there. That's a yeah, win. It's, it's a positive. We're going to see more women having these type of opportunities to main event, big time venues and events like this. So this was a success all the way around. Uh, and but the way I explained it was Amanda Serrano had the highlights, right? The fifth and sixth round. She hurt uh-huh. Kata Taylor. And that's what people got drawn to. They started getting the big punches in. Of course. Kata Taylor was more consistent throughout the whole fight. Mm-hmm. So the reason, the way I explained it was, people forget that scoring is round by round. So if you're just exactly. watching the fight and you're not scoring it, like I'm literally writing down my score as I go along, scoring it round by that's round. Yep. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy man. But that's the way no. <laughs> I watch the fight. So but, after, and, 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 D, you can, and D, the people, like, the people know who don't know, they, you know, you can't <laughs> score around like 10-8. Like if it's, re- you don't even have to knock somebody down. If you beat the crap out of them around, you can win by two points on a round. It's very rare, but it happens. Yeah, it can happen. If it, most times it has to be a knockdown, but I have seen this to where yes. someone has just got battered the whole round. Like, okay, that was yes. just crazy ten eight round. Right, right. But so with this fight, Katie Taylor, I, the rounds where she didn't get hurt, I thought she won. She outboxed Amanda Serrano and was more consistent throughout the fight. Mm-hmm. So the way I explained it was, if you're watching the game and John Morant gets two crazy highlight dunks, like, oh my god, that was nuts. Uh-huh. Steph Curry hits three three pointers. Steph Curry has more points. They weren't like as exciting, like <laughs> but he, he has more points than John Morant has, even though John Morant's highlights are going to be all on social media and everything. Steph Curry has more points. That's how it was with Katie Taylor in this fight. And it was, a, like I said, amazing fight. I can't – hopefully they have a rematch. They're talking about having a rematch in Ireland. Mm-hmm. That's where Katie Taylor's from. Her story about – she made boxing legal for women in Ireland. Like yes. it was illegal – Right. For women to box in Ireland, and they made it legal because she was so great at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an amazing story. I love that, and it, I just can't wait for the next one. Like I did a reaction video to it and stuff on my social media and everything, and I'm gonna talk about it on my episode tonight of my podcast. Uh, but oh, yeah, so I wrote an article about Shakur Stevenson. He also had a fight on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the rising stars in boxing, and I think the sky is the limit for him. Like he has so much potential. I think at the end of his career, he's going to be mentioned with the Floyd Mayweather's, the Pernell oh, Whitaker's. He's wow. that good of a talent when it comes to defensive boxing and also is so quick offensively. He beat Oscar Valdez. Oscar Valdez came into the fight at 30-0. Like, this is no bum. Mm-hmm. This guy was undefeated 
mm-hmm. coming into this fight and he made him look like a journeyman, like a right. amateur You're at right. times in this fight. Like he dominated throughout the mm-hmm. whole fight. Uh, so I wrote an article on 33 podcastcom just talking about what his options are for his next fight. You guys should go check that out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop my podcast probably later tonight. So the real deal with Damian Adams, I'm going to do a boxing episode and a basketball episode. I'm going to drop those either today or tomorrow on my podcast feed. The man so, doesn't you know, sleep. No. <laughs> <laughs> I try I try to get everything in, man. And if you are a better real deal bets, uh, go ahead and check out my videos. I've been doing pretty good lately, uh, especially with the NBA playoffs. Hit some parlays here and there. So mm-hmm. you want to get on this train that's going the right way right now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and join it and check out my videos. I usually drop them every morning. And once basketball season's over, I'll do WNBA, boxing, of course. And then by the time by the next thing you know, it'll be at football season. I'll be doing no oh, videos. Wow. So you'll, you'll be seeing it uh, come on my social media at The Real Deal, WDA, on all social media platforms. And my podcast, again, is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. We talk basketball, football, boxing, and a little reality TV. Jason, where are you at? <laughs> Look, I have grinded through three episodes. <laughs> Grinded through three, all right? I'm doing it, and I'm, I have it still written down. Don't forget to watch Ultimatum. So I'm making sure I'm watching. I'm trying to get, like, one episode in a night. So I've got through three. What are they? There's ten, right? Ten episodes? Yeah, ten. Ten okay. in a reunion, I believe, yeah. I'll probably get there by the time our next show is ready. I'll let you guys know. I'll okay. probably get there. All right. Are you, did you finish it up, Nikki? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we finished it. I got back from Florida. My husband's like, all right, can we watch the show? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me nothing. Don't spoil it. Yeah, yeah no, like, no, not, no, not oh, no, of course not. not you see how I'm acting now? Like, don't ruin <laughs> it for me. Don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> so three episodes in, Jay. What do you think three episodes in so far? Okay, so far, uh, with, I won't give a huge analysis here. But all right, so far, actually, I, f- I found it interesting. I find the concept interesting. I do. I, I find mm-hmm. it interesting because, you know, it's, it's a crazy thing. And... Yeah. You got to have a lot of balls to go into it. So I, yeah. I always look, I try to see who's real, who's not. First of all, that blonde chick annoys the shit out of me. Oh, uh, yeah. Just so the so, uh, last episode when Nikki said it, I don't think everybody's their age they're saying. I think that was, yeah, was, was talking about. That's yeah, what she, I was talking about. She's like, what? She claims to be like 23 or something. 25. She's yeah. like one of them, one of that baseball players that comes over from South America with a fake birth certificate. That's bullshit. <laughs> she looks like she's at least 46 years old. Thank you. I said she looks like she's 45. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. And, and you know what? I don't know what happened, but I don't, it didn't look like her man wanted to be with her from day one. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I, I, I just got to that. I just got to the part where I, I can say this. You guys saw everything. I just got to the part where. And I don't remember the names off the top of my head, so you have to forgive me. But when they were about to all split off and pick who's picking, when that proposal went down, the first one was genuine. If you remember uh, what I'm so talking you just, about. So you, just, you yes. just got a, so you just saw the second one. The second one's like, and everybody's like looking at this dude sideways, be like, yo, bro, like not cool. Like you're trying to like take this dude. Like that was cool what he did. But what yeah. you're doing ain't cool because they're about to like hook up and go on this three week vacation <laughs> thing over here. And you just messed the whole damn thing up. So I found that like really interesting. I'm like, that was such a bullshit freaking proposal. And I'm like, that's garbage, man. So now I'm I'm actually interested to see what happens. So it did get me, guys. It did get me. Yes, I get you. Next thing it you know, you're happen. talking about it. You're gonna be texting us about it. Oh my god, yeah. I can't I know, believe that. I know. 
That's how I get you, man. April, like <laughs> this is how much I love you guys, and I am willing to do this for you. But I'm actually, I'm, I am getting some enjoyment out of it. It is a little entertaining. I will. So yeah. I, I got seven more to go, and I'm gonna try to get them all in by the next show. I will. Okay. I will. So yeah. once Jason finishes the ultimatum, we're gonna have Nikki and Jay on my podcast yes. to do a full recap of the show. Oh, I, I can't it. wait. I love it. I'll have <laughs> pressure my head. Alexis is not 25, 26, <laughs> 27, 28. Like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Because at first, I thought I was being mean. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, but I shouldn't just judge. Maybe she just has an older bone structure. I don't know. But everybody else tends to agree. So I don't feel bad. <laughs> my favorite so far on the whole show, I think her name is, is it Shanique? Is her name? Oh, Shanique. Okay. Shanique. She's my favorite so far out of like everybody. I just, I feel like she's cool and real. I don't know. I just get that vibe from her. But okay. Oh, so we're going to see. I'm not going to spoil anything. We're going to see if that continues. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Difficult. The first three episodes, I've been liking her so far. She was originally came with who? Jake, I think. Was it Jake? No, that she came with being, um, well, I forgot his name. But it wasn't Jake. He's like the light skin with the curly Randall. hair. Randall. Oh, Randall, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Jake and came. Zay was trying to hook up with her. Zay wanted to get with her. I, I think Zay was kind of like weird. I'm like, I, I can't get him yet. I'm not quite sure about Zay yet. He's he's in love. <laughs> All right, I, I guess I guess I'm going somewhere on the right track. Yeah, yeah, I'm, you're, yeah he's, you're on the you're on the right track so far. All right, he's strange. <laughs> he's strange. So he's his little character or whatever the hell he's got going on it's all right i'm into that see what goes on so all right now i really can't wait to talk. fuck i'm gonna watch an episode now screw it now i want to talk <laughs> <laughs> you guys got me oh damn all right i guess the sports prophet's gonna be talking reality tv next week oh. on uh, i'll have to do that with some of my stupid predictions or whatever else i got what but yeah way to ring in your birthday and that i know it's not yet and we'll yeah. tell you happy birthday but happiest birthday oh, thank to you, our man. dear friend. We love you thank very you. much. Yes, I'm speaking for D on this too. I love I you guys. You have an amazing day. Thank you guys. I appreciate that very, very much. I'll actually be able to enjoy it for the first time in two years because I won't Good. be cooped up with COVID. And Nikki, I really hope you get better fast, quick. I'm you don't deserve to be sick. You're too yes. important to life. We need you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. We need you. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You are family, brother and sister for life. You know, it doesn't have to be blood. It don't have to be that. It doesn't have to be red blood. It don't have to be that way. It's we are family. And that's the bottom line. That's the way it goes. Can be your family. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah, I would love to be blood for sure. That's yeah. right. That's right. Much love. And hey, guys, thank you for listening today. Yes. Thank you for the comments. We had a great time. Great show and more to come next week. And we'll let you know what goes on. So later for now, Nikki, give him the wave, girl. We're out of here. <laughs> Peace.